Good morning, church, or good evening, church, as may be the case. You just can't make this stuff up. Um, <laughs> it's pretty loud this morning here in the village. Um, there's some kind of function going on next door, and it's loud. So I hope you can hear me. Uh, I hope that the uh, ambient noise is not too loud for us. I'm here alone today. The time zone difference is pretty uh, substantial here in India. So my lovely wife, uh, she's still sleeping. Um, it's just hard to get used to the jet lag. And like the 11 and a half hours difference is really difficult. It's real difficult. A lot of waking up in the middle of the night, wide awake, but that's okay. Um, I'm here uh, live on Facebook this night because we're in the middle uh, back in Michigan of doing our Flint City Book Club. And I didn't know uh, choosing this book was going to be so important and so powerful for all of us. Um, I really just intended to, I don't know what I thought I was getting into. But this book is shaking me. It's beautiful. I found myself uh, with my eyes full of tears more than once. So I want to go through, and without Angie, I have no one to really bounce ideas off of. So I'm just going to kind of read some of the quotes that I loved from chapters 6 through 10. Next week, we'll do chapters 11 through 15. Then the, the final week of February, we'll finish the book off. Um, so I'm going to go ahead, and I'm pulling up my, I have my, in my hand, my Kindle. Hello, Kindle. Um, and we're going to walk through this book called Let Justice Roll Down by John Perkins. These six, these four, five chapters we read uh, this this last week were very religious in nature. They're about how a man's man, a man who had no need for God, no want for God, met Jesus. Now I want to say this: I love John Perkins. I love him talking about his faith in God. I love it. I absolutely adore it. Because he brings that, how do you say? He brings an honesty to it. He's an outsider coming into the church world. And to him, the church world seems like, what did Nietzsche say? Is an opiate for the masses? Is that Nietzsche? Or is that um, Freud? I can't remember who said that. But in his mind, um, he, all he knew was the black church world. He says the black church seems more like a, a distraction. It seems like a, it's a way to put your head in the sand, not a way to live life in the real world. And I love that because for a lot of people, religion is this. Religion is simply uh, alternative, a way out. It's not a way of facing life. It's a way of escaping life. And that's not Jesus was trying to do. Just not, Jesus is not trying to give us an escape. He's not trying to give us merely an out. I love this quote by Perkins. He says this. You see, in all my years growing up in Mississippi, I never heard the simple truth of the gospel. The fact that Jesus Christ could set me free and live his life in me. I grew up knowing nothing about Jesus Christ. It's crazy. He grew up around the church world and the, 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 the power of the gospel never was, it was never explained to him, never got through to him. 
This is true of us in America. People say the church in every corner. Listen, the gospel is so widely misunderstood. It is not known. We think we know what it says so well and familiarity has bred contempt. I go to another quote in this chapter six. It says this, and this, this, this hurt me deep. I lived in the South. I had drunk at separate drinking fountains. I'd ridden the back of buses and never in the South had I heard one white Christian speak out against the way whites treated blacks as second class citizens. And this idea, he's like, man, if there's anything true to this Christianity thing, if there's anything real, how come it didn't change anyone, the behavior of anyone who I lived with? They treated me just as, they treated me terrible. These guys went to church every week and they treated me like I was an animal. This is why at Flint City Church, why in my personal life and at Alanese family, all of us, and even yeah, Flint City Church as a whole, we do not shy away from social justice realities. We talk about the evils of our culture and our day because as followers of Christ, we do stand against systemic evil. If we were to see political power used to crush a people, it would be our inspired by the love we have received from Christ, inspired by our understanding that every person is made in the image of God, because of these realities, we would stand with our oppressed brother. To quote the song, right? Um, Change shall he break, for the slave is my brother. We believe that. We, we believe that. So, the next chapter is a patch of blue sky. I loved reading about um, Perkins and his drive. He's like, I, he knew I'm going to make it. I'm going to go into the world. I'm going to fight hard. I have, a, I, have a, I have a drive to get things done, a drive to work hard. And so Perkins makes a life for him and his family. Um, <laughs> um, it's such a good story. I'm moving forward to some other quotes I have written down. There's a scene where his father dies in chapter 7. A patch of blue sky. After Perkins gets back from the war, his dad's sick and he doesn't go to see him. And when he finally goes, after his dad dies, he goes back home and his aunt tells him, your dad waited for you, wanted to see you. And he says this thing, he has this, this, this realization, my dad wanted me, my dad cared about me. Because he didn't know that. He didn't, his whole life he didn't realize his dad actually cared about him. And he tries to go through his mind of why his dad didn't care. In the end, you just don't know. You don't know why people do what they do. But that scene just hit home a little bit for me. Um, I'm moving to some more quotes. Chapter 8 is called God for a Black Man. This chapter was incredible. I love how you see how so many people were used by God to reach Perkins. Perkins talks about, in his own understanding, development as a person, he was headed towards a place where he was going to hate all white people. That was going to happen. His heart was going to be owned by bitterness if God did not intervene. And God used, God used so many different pastors, Sunday school teachers, the lady who owned the bookstore on the street, 
God used all these people in small ways to bring Perkins closer to the knowledge of himself. Perkins talks about reading the Bible and about meeting the Apostle Paul and finding in Paul a... Like, you couldn't understand, how can someone give up their entire life for this kind of cause? And it forced him to look at Paul, focus in on Paul big time. And one day he realized, that he, Romans 6, uh, Romans six twenty three for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This one passage, it got a hold of him. And all that's what God had done, he realized, I need to be with Jesus. And he, 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 he gets saved. He gets saved. He meets Jesus. There were more than one moment in this chapter where I had tears in my eyes, reading about him just yielding his spirit to the Lord. And the power that brings, it truly changes a life. As someone who once was blind, but now I see, who once was lost, but now I'm found, I remember the incredible freedom that came in yielding my life to Jesus. I hope as you read this, that hunger is, is, is stoked in your life to truly yield yourself to Jesus, to trust and believe, to go all in with the Lord. The last section of the book of our reading for tonight is, um, hold on, I'm going chapter 10, or, oh man, there is this moment where he starts serving, because when you love Jesus, you want people to know about Jesus, so he starts talking and preaching and teaching, and he goes to this jail. At the jail, he sees some young black kids whose lives were shipwrecked on the wheels of living. And God begins to call John Perkins back home to the one place he never wanted to go. But he realized God had uniquely gifted him to reach the young men who were just like himself. And he pushed against it, he fought against it, and finally God commanded him, you have to go back. And in the last chapter 10, there's this powerful story of how his wife was not on page. Like Perkins felt the call, but his wife did not feel the call, so he had decision in their home and they weren't going. And over time, Perkins began to get sick, losing weight, getting sick. He, like, he couldn't even stand up to go to work. And there's this moment his wife kneels down at his, at his side and she releases him into God's hands. What a godly spouse. How hard is it to let go of control, let go of the steering wheel and say, for the gospel, I will give up my, I'll give up my spouse. I will give up my own comfort. I'll give up my dream of having with financial stability. I will give up safety. I'll give up all the things I thought I wanted for the sake of God's call. And she lays it down. And when she lays it down and gives her husband back to God, the sickness goes away. And he begins the work in Mississippi. In this book, we see a man who truly knows Jesus, who truly loves Jesus, whose life was truly transformed by Jesus. And this, this transformation is happening in the backdrop of a horribly segregated world between black and white. And we're going to see in the upcoming chapters how even though he loves Jesus, it doesn't mean 
Christians are going to love him. Because even if we love Jesus, we live in a world where there's real evil. And there are real principalities and powers that oppress and crush and strike down and lies that infect our hearts and make us awful, wicked, ugly men and women. So we have begun the story. We have gotten to some of the beauty in these six, five chapters. We begin in some of the ugly in the next five. So that's us from, it's us from India. Sorry, Angie, wasn't here. I hope you're loving this book. Please share, uh, if you come across quotes you love, I will share some of these quotes on our Facebook page. But um, that's all from India. We're doing well. We're safe. Um, it's really going to be loud today with this party down the street. But what you going to do? God bless you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful Whatever day it happens to be in America. I think it's Wednesday night. It's Wednesday night. God bless you all. This is Pastor Nessa signing off.